0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield
0: and Coach Ed Young.
2: On Saturday, June 10th, 2023, a momentous occasion will take place before hundreds of spectators at Chartway Arena on the campus of Old Dominion University in Norfolk. A man will get to realize his dreams, fulfill lifelong obligations, and head off into the brave world, holding his head high, yet fully unaware of what the future holds for him. The often brash, outspoken, and indeed accomplished longtime basketball coach from Nansman River High School in Suffolk gets to witness the experience of a lifetime. Yes, a man by the name of Edward V. Young, the V standing for Victory, Five, and Vincent gets to walk that glorious stage at ODU for graduation. The ninth grade, it was the best three years of his life. The eleventh grade, it quickly and undoubtedly became the best five years of his life. But what about the twelfth grade? Well, let's just say he really loved Senior Skip Day, folks. His senior year turned out to be the best 10 years of his life, giving him plenty of senior moments. The time is here. That day has finally come. The diploma is yours, one Ed Young. We salute you, sir.
1: Dang, that brought a tear to my eye.
3: Good morning for the 38th consecutive year. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, not for the 38th consecutive year, but Coach Ed Young is joining us, graduating on this Saturday. Matt Hatfield here with you in studio, Richie Somerville on the other side of the glass. By the way, Richie, your Pirates are in first place, my D-backs are in first place, but Ed's Yankees are in third place. Everything is right with the world, right? That's how it should be. Everything is right with the world, yeah. And the Denver Nuggets are one win away from a championship. But good morning, Coach. How are you today on this Suffolk graduation day? You got Nansman River, Lakeland, and Kings Fork. Are you first, second, or third on the graduating list uh, order there? We're batting. We're batting. Second. You're batting second. All right. Good deal. And Are you the ticket taker today? Someone told me. a Little Birdie told me you're the one taking tickets before you start. Is that is that? Can you uh, confirm or deny that rumor? I am the greeter. Uh, the coach greets all.
1: And I've got to get people straight where they're supposed to be going. And, um,
3: oh boy, have fun with sure
1: that. Make sure everybody has a, a good graduation. As I try my, uh, what is this, 38?
3: You said 38 I think it's graduation? 38. That was our last check. I think last year was 37. So that would make this 38. Yeah. Cause I did what, three years of uh, elementary school. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm, it's
1: winding down. No, this is number 39.
3: Oh, is it 39? Okay, we missed one.
1: 39th graduation. You
3: know what? We missed the COVID one. That's what, when we didn't count that one. There you go.
1: There you go. Yeah, you got to count it because the kitty's still graduating, even though we weren't there. Um, but uh, yeah, i try to get it right today, uh, send off another group, and uh, hopefully they do well in the
3: world. Well, there's a lot to go over with you this morning here in a couple of segments before we have some special guests join us here on the state championship Saturday. We love state championship Saturday as well, because, in fact, you can read stories all across the local media. I know that the newspapers, the Pilot and Daily Press have stories about a lot of them. We've got our guy Robert Anderson, who's out in Salem, did a story. Matter of fact, Pocosin is one of the 10 local teams still alive for a state championship. Ed, it was pretty neat that the school chair was there to give out the four or five Pocosin baseball seniors their diplomas after winning the state semifinal game yesterday as they were victorious. And their semifinal by a count of 5-4 to four over Allegheny. We got our man Robert Anderson did a story. He got a picture up there, and they had a video, too, where Christy Heisel presented diplomas to the seniors Kai Baker, Wyatt Heisel, Connor McDaniels, and Tyler Hornsby on a post-game ceremony. So they got to get their diplomas on the field after winning the state semifinal, which is pretty cool, before they take on Patrick County today in the state championship. But we love it for the fall sports when it's football time. We're often at ODU in December the last few years for that, as we've had Class 5 and Class 6 teams go for titles. We've also seen teams like Lake Taylor and Phoebus for football go for titles in Class 3 and Class 4 recently. Phoebus went in back-to-back. Basketball, we're always up at uh, VCU in Richmond in March for that. We get the chance to call those games on the NFHS Network. Today, there's a bunch of games that people can also watch on the NFHS Network at all the various Spring Jubilee sites, whether they're at Riverside or out there in Roanoke or Salem, you name it, across the six classifications for vhsl sports you've also got the uh nba finals going on with game five coming up on monday night which you can hear right here on priority auto sports radio 94.1 the hockey stanley cup where vegas is clinging to that lead over florida two games to one but ed i, I want to real quick we also got by the way we'll get your text the last segment of the show we'll do our picks with the uh, belmont today we got some special guests as i mentioned drew d'amico will join us ten forty five from uh Prep soccer, talking some seven five seven teams going for soccer state titles. We'll also have Michael Kadire with the All-Tywater baseball classic coming up on Monday at ODU. The former Minnesota Twin and Great Bridge alum talking with us at eleven oh five this morning, and also an interview with Tyreek Hill, the Miami Dolphins wide receiver who had his Speed Academy and youth football camp last Sunday at the Sportsplex. But the big news of the week, Ed. I want to know if it made you react remote. Uh, about the Live, Tour, and the PGA merging. And, you know, sports has had mergers before. You think of pro football, the NFL, and AFL, and the NBA, ABA. What, what did you think of the whole golf? Because the whole sports world was really shook up by that this week. Did it make you react at all, or were you kind of, it didn't really, you know, move you to, to any degree?
1: Well, it, it caught my attention. I try to listen to what was going on because it is a, it's a, it is a big deal in sports. Uh, tons and tons of people follow golf. I didn't get into it as in-depth as i probably true golfers, but my thing is it looks like the PGA, and, and maybe you know a little bit more, you correct me when I'm done, kind of figured, well, we need these players. We, we're going to have to merger. I don't think the live tour said to the PGA, you know what, we need you. Um, bring us in and let's see if we can work this all out. PGA was so against the live tour. A lot of the PGA golfers were mad at their brother for switching over for, which basically was money, a money reason pretty, pretty much strictly money. And of course, PGA is prestigious with their different events and tours, whatever. Now to see PGA, how the PGA did this and they were in talks with live live without a lot of people knowing it to me, it, didn't go good. If I was a PGA golfer, I would be upset. Also, I'm saying we're bringing these guys back after they dumped on us. Is there any penalty for them, or do we get compensated for now taking them back after we basically destroyed them and said it'll never happen? That's where the confusion for me comes into play, is why do we have these open arms and we're accepting them back this quick? I don't think the PGA needed them. and and that's kind
3: of where I I, I hang my hat at. Well, did they? Because I would say they did because the sport was, I wouldn't say necessarily losing steam as much as some of the, if if you have a professional organization, sports organization, you don't have the best of the best at every event and tournament, you're you're not always the the top upper crust, so I think some of those better golfers, not all of them, but you know about four or five of them were competing in live. And the answer to all your questions, sometimes in the world, it's money. It all came down to money, and the Saudis, they you know hands over fist, raking money. They they're not going to have much to suffer. It was a you know to them so much more to gain, very little to lose out of it. I tell you what, this did make me think, and this is you know I love bold things to get you up in arms and get you revved up. And I told this to one of our. Uh, uh, reporters yesterday that I think in our lifetime, and this is a very bold statement i know i 'm going i 'm going on the deep off the deep end here to you in our lifetime, maybe not in this graduating cycle, but you know eight to ten to twelve, maybe fifteen years from now. I do believe with what has transpired in our world here and where we are headed with all the nil not to get you revved up on that topic that we could see a merger in, and i 'm not saying we should or that it's it 's great i 'm just saying I could see this happening. A merger in Virginia high school sports with the VHSL and the VISAA. I think the publics and privates could merge, and that's what it made me think of on my walk yesterday about this. Now, how that all materializes remains to be seen if it ever does come to fruition. Some people say, you're crazy, Matt. That'll never happen. Well, Liberty Christian's already in the VHSL, and people thought that would never happen. And again, I'm not saying in the next year, two years, three years, four years, graduate. I'm talking about in our lifetime, 10, 15 years from now. I do think both entities will sit down in a room and see that there could be more long-term financial gain. Maybe some initial short-term ramifications felt, particularly at the VHSL level than the VISAA. But I do think, Ed, that could happen. You will say, well, it's not my problem. I'll be done coaching by then. But you have any reaction to that statement i'm kind of in agreement with you really honest i'm surprised you yeah. are i'm kind of in agreement
1: and here's another one that's going to make you drop the mic i don't have a problem with it really if if that's right if big if the private the public schools don't need the private schools i think it's vice versa if i'm going to accept the private schools into the vhsl then they must all follow to the T, VHSL regulations. So forget the red-shirting or the, the uh, reclassify. That's done, including eighth-grade reclass, because that's the sneaky way they do it now. And also, you're going to have to somehow, and this is going to be the hard part, private school is going to have to come up with boundaries, uh, enrollment boundaries, where they can get their students from. You can't just say, well, we're a private school. We can get kids from all over. Do no, they,
3: though, or could true. they go to like almost a similar type of approach, which you have said, tongue-in-cheek, an open enrollment type, where you can have for X amount of days, you know, not entirely for the whole year, where it's almost like an open transfer portal or open enrollment? Well,
1: now, okay. I, I, let me backtrack. Okay, if they can't come up with an enrollment area, which probably is, the answer is never, then then you say to the public schools with the private schools we will have an open enrollment um, july 1st august 1st any kid can transfer to anywhere in the state as long as a parent provides transportation whatever he maintains his um, on track to graduate he must maintain a 2.0 um, and i think we need to put that requirement in there 2.0 not just past five classes because if you've just passed five classes, you can have five Ds and an F in Virginia High School League rules and be eligible to play sports. I don't think it should be that way. You need a 2.0 overall C average
0: <clears throat>
1: working towards graduation, and you, you can do the open enrollment from that period. Now, the problem with that is all right, you have open enrollment July 1st to August 1st. Does that mean we as coaches – go out like college coaches the the open period and go out and, and recruit players hey come on you got to come you only got 30 days or so you got to make a decision because I will be honest with you me I wouldn't do it I'm not going out actively recruiting I've never done it why am I going to do it now even though I could take advantage of that rule but you if you're going to merge them you have to play on the same set of rules knowing that the Virginia High School League's policy on transferring is lax and, and it's not being uh, upheld. And we know there's a lot of kids transferring strictly because of athletic reasons, very few because of academic. So in those terms, it may take forever for that to happen. But conceivably, I can see it happen, and I'm not totally against it.
3: Okay, interesting. I'm surprised you said, said that. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on the 10th day of June, the year 2023, on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. As always, the program brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call it, seven five seven Injured for Larry King. So I mean, I don't. I don't know that we ever envisioned the things that we've watched in the last couple of years. I mean, nobody could have probably forecasted what we all dealt with with the COVID situation a couple of years back, and some of the things that have been uh, in creation or have resulted from that. But. Uh, I do think with the NIL and everything taking place here that there's going to be some more seismic changes, and uh, I wouldn't be stunned if we saw that years down the road, and again, emphasis on years down the road, a merger similar to what we've seen on a local, or I should say more of an area statewide type of scale compared to what's happening in golf with the PJ and the lifts. That made me think about that yesterday, and I was like, you know what? Again, if the dollars are right, and let's be brutally honest here, I don't think the VHSL is in bad shape, I don't think the VISAA is in bad shape, but if they both see that they can duplicate or significantly increase their financial gain, I think if they meet and get together on that, it's something they're going to explore down the
2: road.
1: You said it a few minutes ago, money runs everything. And if there's a chance that both groups are making money out of a merger, it can happen. Here's the other thing I think you're going to see happen. As the old blood goes away, dies away, the old guard, that someone like me, we go by old school values, things that we were raised in and what I call the proper way to do things. Today's society is more lax. The discipline is not what it used to be. It's more, hey, free world. Do do what you want to do for the most part, long as we're not killing left and right, even though that's, the killings are happening left and right, shootings and whatever. I just think you're going to have people in charge in the next few years who are coming from this mindset of, well, why don't we do this? Well, why don't we do this? Well, we never done that before. Well, so what? Let's try it now. When you get that guard in place, you're going to have a lot of crazy changes. And that's why I think as we look at society, and and I just think that we are morality is down, um, discipline is down. You know, there's a big thing on mental health. Everybody's worried about mental health. Well, I was worried about mental health before COVID and all that. So I don't know why all of a sudden people say, well, we got to watch out for people's mental health. And therefore, we have to let them be freer and explore and express their feelings and not not put everybody in a, in a certain box. Well, in theory, that sounds nice, but that's not how you run the world. And that, I know that might be going a little bit off base here, but that's why I think you're going to see changes that we would say, wow, we never thought that would happen. It depends on who's in charge.
3: Bunch of championships taking place today. In fact, in Class 5 baseball, Cox has taken on Independence at 11 a.m. You've got Smithfield. How about the Packers? We didn't jinx uh, them last week with the interview uh, Smithfield now is taking on Hanover today in the Class 4 title game coming up at 11 a.m. Incredible as they were the number no. 6 seed ed in regionals. So uh, Coach Chris Nolan's got his team getting ready for that. Class 3 today, New Kent taking on Caroline at 11 a.m. at Riverbend. Softball, I don't want to skip over Pocosin, by the way, in action right now at Kiwanis Field against Patrick County at 10 a.m. Here, you uh, softball, you've got... At, at Riverside, Woodgrove's taking on Hickory at 11 a.m., coming up in an hour. And then you also have in Boys Soccer... Uh, underway right now at Riverside, Princess Anne and Cox. So We'll talk about that with Drew D'Amico coming up at 10 a.m. You also have Smithfield Boys taking on Jamestown, the championship at Spotsylvania at 1230. Just a bunch of championships all across the Commonwealth of Virginia. We'll come back with more with uh, Coach Ed Young as we'll also get his thoughts on the NBA Finals going on right now. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law, right here on your home for sports, local, high school, college, and pro. We have it all for you on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.
1: This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on
3: Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. On this state championship Saturday, got about ten teams in action across the Hampton Roads area in various parts of the Commonwealth here going for state championships in all the spring sports, boys and girls soccer, baseball, softball, you name it. In fact, they got a goal on the board as Princess Ann Boys lead cox in soccer one to nothing. Michael Majersic with that first goal. Matt Hatfield Hill with you. Richie Somerville, other side of the glass. We'll be back with the coach Ed Young in just a moment here as there's a lot going on in the world of sports. We mentioned got Belmont later. We'll do our Fun picks with that at the end. You've also got baseball revved up here, getting closer to the midway point and the Summer Classic with the All-Star break. And you've got the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You've got the French Open going on. Uh, I want to get Ed's take on who's the better joker, Djokovic or Nikola Jokic, as uh, Novak Djokovic is now one win away from his 23rd major title to pass Rafael Nadal for the most all-time. Uh, he would become the oldest Uh, Roland Garros champ at 36 years of age, 20 days old, and just the third man uh, to win all four majors at least three times as he was able to take care of Carlos Alcaraz yesterday, who had the unfortunate uh, cramping in that third set when it was deadlocked at one apiece. And then you got obviously Nikola Jokic, who was piling up triple doubles left and right this postseason. In basketball, As the Nuggets were able to recover from that game, two loss at home, their first home loss in a couple of months. Uh, it was even at one apiece against the eighth-seeded Miami Heat. Here they are now after two road wins over Miami. They've won five in a row on the road these playoffs and have a chance to clinch the first-ever championship for the Nuggets on Monday night. And again, you can catch all the action right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 as we bring back in the coach, Ed Young. And we'll actually revisit our preseason MLB over-unders that uh, you, Ed, uh, Dino, and I did before the season on baseball. Uh, Dino's kicking both of our butts, but uh, it's going to be a tight battle with you and I to see who can get to 3-2, and two, I think, out of the five picks we did. But I was just saying, before we brought you back on, uh, I met forgot about the French Open going on with the men's and women's tennis. Who's the better joker, Ed? Novak Djokovic or Nikola Jokic? Which joker would you rather have in your uh hand of cards
1: well I'm gonna take I'm going take the basketball joker because right now he is the hottest item. Uh, if I'm playing tennis though I don't want him because he don't move too well. No, but if I'm doing anything else uh, I don't know I might take the tennis one, but uh, it's interesting by the way, Denver, I think with last night's win pretty much solidifies it. I think Miami can get one more. I remember now... Whoa, I think whoa, whoa. You think Miami big, can
3: get one more? You think they win game five in Denver? Did I lose you? Are you there? we counted Miami out. Go ahead. We've
1: counted Miami We've counted Miami out every step of the way. So this would be their last chance to show that they still have something left. So do I think the momentum and everything is on Denver's side? Of course. What? Only one home loss since March. Of course, that was to Miami. But... Yeah, I think Miami could do it, or they're going to win it in five, which a lot of people picked in five. So uh, Denver's definitely the better team. Uh, they better have the better personnel. But um, and in tennis, you know, it's hard to go against a guy that has, what, 34 grand slams?
3: Uh, it would be 23 if he gets this one. Uh, look, and he would return to the world number 1 for a 388th week. Uh, it's, it's really been dominated on the men's side. As we, as we watch Svitek really uh, step up her game on the women's side, it's been dominated by three men with Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. And we'll probably get, uh before Wimbledon or right around that time, our good pal Sonny Dirth from the pilot and Daily Press on to talk some tennis around then when Wimbledon comes. We like to have him on about once or twice a year with that. So I, I would tell you this on, on the basketball thing. I'm curious as a coach, before I have a little interesting take on that Nuggets Heat series that I want to get your feeling on. Isn't it isn't it amazing, though, that the game has become such a three-point happy game, and you teach us at the high school level, and I know it drives you nuts, where it's just always bombs away from three. Yet, the Nuggets, I think I heard of attempts last night on the uh, broadcast with uh, Doris Burke and uh, P.J. Carlissimo coming back from Norfolk State Team Camp, listening to it here on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1 after the Tides baseball game, was that uh, they're 15th out of 16th, I think, in attempts from three. And Joker, and especially in Game Three, more than Game Four, in Miami just backing guys down like old school in the post. His passing is very Bill Walton esque, and I know you have probably not watched that entire Thirty for Thirty. They've shown parts two of four so far of that Blazers team. Uh, which also features one of our favorites, uh, Dave Tordzik, the ODU men's basketball analyst and ODU Sports Hall of Famer as part of that Blazers team with Lionel Hollins and Maurice Lucas and Walton. But Joker's passing is almost reminiscent there of Walton. And this guy is, like you said, he's not, he's not in great shape. He doesn't move great, but he's just a throwback, and he's a joy to watch. He plays the game so intelligently and uh, beautifully. He does. I mean, he's, just,
1: he's not a ballet dancer out there, but then again, we're playing basketball. And other than the fact when he makes a move, he takes three or four steps, uh, reminiscent of Patrick Ewing, who has yet to make a great low-post move in the history of his playing, uh, he walked every time. Wait, are you knocking
3: but, Patrick Ewing now? Has he been knocked enough for getting uh, canned at Georgetown?
1: No, I would not knock Patrick Ewing. I'm just going go back and look at the um, film. Uh, most of his low-post moves were traveling. but Com- Let's compare him with Keem Elijah. There's no comparison, period. But the joker, the modern-day team um, or whoever, not on the defensive side, he just does a great job when you watch him. The, the guy works, and he has all facets of the game down. He's, he's rebounding. He sets the screens. Uh, he can shoot it. He, I mean, he's passing this for a big man is, is unbelievable. Is he in the same class with Walton? You know, A lot of people are going to say he's way better than Walton. You know, People never really saw, today's fans, never really saw Walton at his best, at his prime before all the knee injury, Walton was a son of a gun as a player. He can score it, pass it, rebound it too. Intelligent player. Even though he's goofy as an announcer, that guy knew the game of basketball tremendously. And I remember John Wooden saying that of all the great players he's coached, he wasn't sure if he had somebody with a better basketball mind than Walton. It's just some of the other things he did mystified Wooden. But um, he is, and and they deserve it. And I kind of laughed the other day when I heard... The All NBA team because they picked by positions. Joker, we made second team.
3: Oh, it's a joke, you isn't know, he's
1: it? Arguably, yeah, he's arguably right second, the best player in basketball. I know the LeBron James fans will fall out of bed right now, have a heart attack, but you know, I'm just saying. In terms of right now, in terms of how they're playing, it, it's him. It's, and and yeah. the Murray dude
3: never been an All Star. How about that? Murray hasn't been an All Star. Butler was not an All Star this year. Of course, he raises his game in the playoffs. But Jamal Murray has never been an All Star in this league. It's hard to fathom that, Jamal, isn't it?
1: And I think yes, and I think it's because he's battled some injuries, the ACL tear. That now he's back on track, Uh, but he's shown just how good he can be too. And uh, you know, Denver just doesn't get a whole lot of fanfare because they play out west. And I I like the way they play. Most people like teams that can score, and they do. Um, I love I love Malone, Mike Malone, the head coach. Met him years and years ago when he was an up up and comer. I knew his dad, Brendan from Five Star Connection. He was a big five-star guy, Brendan Malone. Mm-hmm. And, and just a tremendous, tremendous basketball mind. It's like anybody born to be a basketball coach, it was the Malone family.
3: And he went with some old-school Ed Young there when he was uh, channeling his inner, I'm going to challenge my team here after game. Two people questioned him, and it was the right movie, pushed the right buttons there. And uh, you also mentioned the goofy part. Listen, nothing wrong with Walton's goofiness. Uh, people sometimes think you're goofy, and you've won 500 games. So, hey, you're still successful. Uh, let's go to the phones at 757. <laughs> What's that? That, that part of the success is, is the goofiness. The goofiness. Yeah. People don't know how to take you. Yeah. Let's go to the phones at 757 687 9494. We'll get back to some finals things in a minute, but 757 687 9494 and talk to our pal, Keith in Claremont, who's got not one, but two Packers teams going for state championships today. Keith, good morning. You got to feel good.
4: Uh, good morning, A, Matt um, Happy. How are y'all doing this morning?
3: Doing well. Hey, keep, you, you keep. Got two Packers teams gone for state titles today.
4: I'm, I'm going to be I'm be glad on my phone watching the game. And um, if they win today, I'm going to be sky high today.
3: That's right. Watch it on the NFHS Network, not NFL Network today. And our buddy Pat Doolin, wait, 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 the AD. Folks, time out. Time out. Right, time out. Time, time, time out. out. All right. You got one left. Did, Go ahead.
1: Did you, not just, did you just not say you're
4: going to be sky high today? Sky high. Jumping days, Celebrating.
1: Okay. We... Keith, okay, put the weed down. We're not no. dealing with weed. He's we're not, not going sky high. Ed, come on. Now you could be, you could be excited for your teams. Okay, I'm gonna be, mm. I'm gonna be extremely excited. But when you nowadays, when you say I'm gonna be sky high, no,
3: he didn't mean that. On, Get your head out, the out of the
4: gutter.
3: Get your head going out of the gutter. Keep I would be what uh, I
4: say uh, when we're. I'm going to be jumping today in the air Some so, uh, so food the boys coming home coming home
3: today. You'll be delirious. Now, I will say this. We said last week we had on Chris Nolan. You heard that conversation we did on Zoom. I was surprised they got to the final, especially as a sixth seed. I thought your girls' soccer would still be here. at a great year, lost in the semis. Not surprised about the boys' soccer. Not really stunned that your softball didn't quite get there, but... I feel better about your boys' soccer than I do your baseball. But your baseball team is just playing with house money, Keith. They're the Miami Heat. They're the Florida Panthers. They're the Cinderella story. And right now, they're on cloud nine, and they're delirious. Even if they're not sky high, they're delirious, and they're feeling great. And I think they got a good chance. They're, they're down to this chance. And listen, they went a lot further than anybody could have expected. He's
4: looking at it more, it's it, it I much. I, I'd say they got it. They got it. They're gonna come out and win the rest of the last game, of the regular season, and get in the playoff. And they're gonna make some. I tell you, they're gonna make some noise.
3: Yeah, they were a five hundred team basically when the playoffs began, and here they are playing for a state. It's it's remarkable a state championship. We've seen some basketball teams go on some crazy eight seater runs, but very seldom does a baseball team do this without twenty plus wins and really dominating the regular season. So that's a testament to those kids. And if I remember right, Keith, from what Coach said last week. And Jason Henderson's team for boys' soccer has been there before. They'll be there again. But I think your baseball team's only got two seniors, right? I think it's just two. Two two
4: seniors. Everybody coming back next year. That's
3: amazing. So they'll actually have a target on their back next year. So.
4: Han—oh, uh, anything uh, how Hanover is—I,
3: I is. Well, Hanover has traditionally been a really, really good baseball program for years and years and years. Um, they're obviously um, no slouch. You're, you're in a state championship, but right now, record-wise, I'm showing 19 and eight. They've won seven in a row, but they've had some teams get to this point in baseball with like a 24 and three, 25 and two type of record. So they're not. As dominant. And I do feel like there's a little bit more pressure on them because they're taking on a Smithfield team that wasn't expected to get here. And if you get to their pitching early, I think you're going to have confidence to maybe pull it out. That's the whole key is I think you got to get probably two or three runs before the fourth inning. You get that like your chances.
4: I mean, also this ain't one more thing I seen football schedules came out uh, some of them came out already
3: well a lot of people a lot of coaches a lot of team Twitters a lot of Facebook a lot of social media have been putting out individual schools we're waiting for the VHSL to put out its master schedule which should come probably in the next two three weeks but there's some enticing matchups on that schedule Keith you got Varina at Indian River uh, late August you got Oscar Smith and Phoebus renewing their matchup again I think it's in early September at Oscar Smith we'll go down maybe our, we'll do our top 10 games when it comes out in late July, or I'm sorry, late June, early July, here on the show, and give you a chance to hop in here and let fans call in with their schedules the, and all that.
4: The, the game I'm going to, Dinwiddie and Mori.
3: Yeah, Dinwoody plays Mori. How about Mori? They play not only Dinwiddie, they play Highland Springs. They play back to back Richmond State champs from Class 5 and Class 4. But obviously, Highland Springs goes up to Class 6 this year, so Mori will not play Highland Springs in the playoffs. Highland Springs could see Oscar Smith in the playoffs, or Western Branch, or even Freedom, who won the classics title last year.
4: What King King Fork going to five this year?
3: Kings Fork is also in Division Five this year. Correct. They'll be in the same region with Maury and Woodside and Warwick and a bunch of others. Y'all have a nice day. You too, Keith. Enjoy your weekend as uh, All right, we get ready to finish up with uh, Ed and then go to break and have Drew D'Amico here from uh, Prep Soccer talking about the seven five seven soccer teams going for championships today. One in progress right now, Ed. But I made this uh, point yesterday. I was over at Norfolk State Team Camp. I mentioned basketball-wise. Robert Jones will be there today as well. And tomorrow, if you want to see some good basketball coming out, 20 teams in action, including a couple from your southeastern district as well. Uh, and he didn't disagree at this point. I want to see what you think. The Miami Heat have been a wonderful story. We know about their history, obviously a guy from Chesapeake and Indian River's uh, very own, Alonzo Mourning, Hall of Famer in our state, and also in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, who's part of the front office with Pat Riley and company. But they're the 8C. They're the surprise. Yet, I think people are maybe, in some respects, discrediting Denver. I don't know if they intend to do so, or they're just not flashy or sexy or fancy. You're not your Lakers brand, your Celtics, what have you. But they're like, well, they're just the better team. They're more talented than Miami. And I don't dispute they're the better team, but... When we look at this theory five, ten years from now, do the Nuggets have more Hall of Famers than the Heat have? The Heat have, obviously, Jimmy Butler, who I would say is probably has either stamped himself or is stamping himself, as we speak, as a Hall of Famer. They've got two guys that I would say are fringe, right there on the bubble. In fact, basketball reference gives Kevin Love a better than 75% chance to make the Hall of Fame. You also have Kyle Lowry, who's had a very steady career. And then you have a guy I think it's too early to tell in Bam Adebayo. So I would say you have one possibly two or three with an even chance for four on that team, whereas the Nuggets have one for sure in Joker and maybe a second in Jamal Murray. It's too early to tell for Murray, I think, just like Bam. But they could have twice as many Hall of Famers, two to one or four to two, than Denver. Yet everybody keeps saying, well, Denver's just way more talented than Miami. I think it's a little bit of a myth in the big-picture scope of things. A little bit of a myth. Um, as far as potential
1: Hall of Famers, I think you hit it right. I don't see. I don't think Kevin loves borderline Hall of Famer. you think he's in or you think uh, he's out? I think he's on the fringe he He's a very good player. There's a ton of guys, I think as good as him or better from the past years that are not in.
3: I would agree with that. But remember now, he's a five-time All-Star. He's won an NBA title. He's been most improved, and he's had the longevity enough to probably get himself. I think the argument against him is he hasn't been the man on a good team. He's been a complimentary piece on a championship team with LeBron and Kyrie. But they weren't winning when he was in Minnesota as the main guy. But his longevity might get him in when you've got guys like Chris Webber getting Truncy Billups. Guys that you would say aren't slam dunks, and Love's career may stack up production-wise with some of them.
1: Yeah, I could see that. But I, right now, if, if I'm looking at it right now, I'm saying no. Okay. Um, I don't think he is. Basketball Lowry. reference
3: gives him a 75.8% chance to get it.
1: Well, I mean, making a multiple, multiple all-star teams helps. I'm big on numbers. Where are your numbers stacked up against the all-timers? I do not put major emphasis on championships. I've said this before. If you put major emphasis on the title, then what you're telling me is um, what's the guy's name? Robert Horry should be leading the Hall of Fame charge. He has seven titles. Most people don't know who Robert Horry is. Right. So I'm going to take the title as if you got a tie with somebody, you've got um, a situation where you are – Trying to decide if the guy's in. Now let's go to what the team—the
3: tiebreaker. Is. I got you right. Well, Ed, you tie- got guys I, like Draymond I, Green, eight point seven point seven rebounds a game. People are putting him as a stamped Hall of Famer because of his defense, his winning mentality with that Warriors team. But you got guys like Draymond, Ben Wallace, who's in the Hall of Fame. Their numbers don't stack up with guys like your loves of the world.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, these people have put everything on championships. You need to back down. That's not a one person reason. I mean, yeah, basketball only has five guys on a court. If you got a LeBron James, Michael Jordan, he can you know push you on to titles. Um, Will Chamberlain is the most dominant player in the history of basketball. That'll never change in my mindset. He only has a couple titles because he played on teams that complementary players were okay, but not championship material. Even when he played with um, Elgin Baylor and Jerry West, two of the all-time greatest, um, and maybe the original great uh, trio. I think they won one title. Uh in an era where there wasn't as many teams mm-hmm. that maybe the the title would be easier. So um, I I just don't like when people put everything on the championships.
3: Okay. Well have fun at graduation today at ODU. Uh send us some selfies with the diploma and, and the uh cap and gown, all that good stuff, and we'll see you again next weekend here, uh hopefully in the studios. Um
1: I'm planning on that right now. If things don't change, I don't think I'm graduating again. If I don't get it right now, I'm going to have to go a whole other year to get it right. Ed, you got to come in here. And you got to see all the new uh, new stuff we yeah, got here. Yeah, we got
3: bells and whistles. You got to You got to. Well, don't test Ed, them out because you'll break them. We don't want that.
1: Well, that's I already know. See, see, that's the problem. I'm excited, but I already know there's going to be signs in there. Young doesn't touch this. This Young proof this. Young How about this?
3: That. We get Richie to let you touch this stuff, but make sure you, we get like a – Richie can chaperone you, so we're not on the air and you send us like uh, off the air and break anything. How about that? We like chaperone you, let you have like a little five-minute kid test testing, if you will.
1: No, I've seen Richie in action. He will honestly he, – he could be a hitman for the
3: mafia. He will break <laughs> you off. <heart. laughs> he will. Well, maybe five years ago. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Coach. We'll see you again soon. Talk right, to you. All right, gentlemen. And is the head basketball coach. 500, I think, two wins and counting, something like that, Enhancement over Ed Young. All right, stuff so of graduations going on today at ODU. We'll come back and talk about these 757 soccer teams, boys and girls going for championships with Drew D'Amico, he of Prep Soccer. It's coming your way next on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority
1: Auto Sports Radio 94.1.
3: It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call it. 757 I N J U R E D for Larry King. Matt Hatfield here with you. Richie Somerville, our producer, and engineer extraordinaire on the other side of the glass. And, uh,. We have our guest on the line here. We do, from uh, prepsoccer.com. He's a very special guest with us. Uh, he joined us last year at this time to talk about the state championships for soccer, and he's on with us again. Follow them online. to do terrific work covering the boys' and girls' soccer scene across the 757 and beyond. They're on Twitter at 757-HS-soccer. Again, prepsoccer.com is the website. Drew D'Amico with us this morning. Drew, good to have you on the show again. Uh, exciting time here. It's the state championship Saturday, and a lot of 757 teams in action
0: yes there are it's uh it's a good day to be a, a fan of the beautiful game in the seven five seven and actually two very intriguing matchups uh, going on one as we speak yeah and that is uh Princess Anne versus Cox for the class five state championship as we know uh Cox won the championship last year and they actually uh they bring in a new coach this year um, <clears throat> and Santo Ripa who uh, Joins. He was the assistant last year. So Cox was the uh, region 5A champion, and they will be – they're facing Princess Anne. And actually, that game is at halftime right now with the score 2 nothing Princess Anne. Uh, those two teams played twice this year, and they split the games. Cox won the region championship, and PA won the regular season matchup. But Cox has a uh, – a star-studded lineup, as do all the teams that have made it this far in the playoffs. Um, they start off in the back with an uh, outstanding goalkeeper who made first team uh, All-District, Sam Braidwood. Uh, Robbie Reynolds, uh, senior midfielder slash forward, is also a star in the team, along with Josh Haggerty, a couple other boys who made uh, second team All-District, uh, Jay Sarsona and Dax Booth. They have uh, a studded lineup in-, in the back. They have uh, Owen Khomeini, uh, Carter Whalen, and David Hartwell also uh, holding down the back line for them, even though Princess Anne has, has put two in the net uh, in the first half in the state final. So good news is it's guaranteed to be a state champion coming out of class five this year. Uh, Princess Anne uh, has a brand new head coach this year, Sonny Travis, who if people have been around the 757 soccer scene for a while, was the Virginia Wesleyan head coach for nearly 20 years and is in the soccer coaching Hall of Fame. <clears throat> A couple of interesting items about Princess Anne is they have two uh, players from Poland whose fathers are here on NATO assignments. Really? Um, yeah. Mikhail Korba and Machi Macherzik. So and actually, uh, Machi scored one of the goals in the first half today and he was a uh, first-team all-district, as was Korba. Also, uh, Kishin Tagoshi is first-team all-district player with uh, senior Wyatt Wetzler and junior Will Jennings, who scored the second goal in the Cox game. So that's shaping up to be an interesting second half with Princess Anne holding a two-goal lead. Also, uh, to jump around a little bit, uh, in the Class 6 state tournament, they are playing the semifinals today. Uh, there were some games that were affected by the the bad weather, uh, the, the smoke coming out of Canada. So they're a day behind. The semifinals are today, uh, followed by the final tomorrow. And right now, Kellum is currently in overtime against Hayfield, and they are scoreless. Ooh. So they play four overtime periods of five minutes each, and after that, if it's still tied, they will go to penalty kicks. Uh, as uh, for anybody that's been following Kellum this year, they're currently 18 and 0, with 14 shutouts, which which is an amazing statistic. And they haven't given up a goal in six games. And they've been playing uh, the best competition in the seven five seven and Richmond area, and then Northern Virginia as they go forward through the state playoffs. If I can step they in real quickly,
3: Drew, are they the number 1 ranked team for you all on the website? I know there's a lot of great teams, so you're, there's no, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer with this, but I would think with the 14 shutouts and 18 games that they've been at the top or right there close to it, I would think, right?
0: Yes, they have. Okay. Uh, being undefeated, they've, they've been in the top all season long. Um, there was a couple other undefeated teams during the regular season, and that was uh, Great Bridge and Hickory. Okay. They, they both had a couple draws during the season, but they did not lose a game. And they were both uh, favorites going into the regional tournament. They both lost, and which was not surprising uh, because of Cox and Princess Anne are both great teams as well. But yeah, it was it was a little bit of an upset whenever Hickory and Great Bridge both lost this year. Uh, going back to Kellum, mm-hmm. they have <laughs> it's kind of amazing, but they have nine senior starters, so they have kids who have been through the gauntlet of uh, Playing you know, high important matches. And so another interesting thing about Kellum is they actually employ two goalkeepers. Uh, Will Stanley and Matthew Yates have been splitting time every game. One, one will start and one to go in at halftime. So no drop off from either one of them with showing those 14, uh, shutouts on the year. They have, uh, their best player who is the district player of the year and also, uh, the region 6A player of the year. William and Mary commit uh, senior Hamilton Howes is just he is an outstanding player who can play anywhere in the field. Uh, started the year playing some uh, some forward uh, for Coach Craig Powers, and midway through the season he seemed to slide back into his uh, center back position to hold down that back line. So they are just uh, they are just packed with seniors all through the lineup. A bunch of uh, players received of. Uh, First-team region uh, recognition, uh, Josh Nevins, who plays center mid for them, uh, Leo Fajardo, who is, uh, also plays center back along with House, Aiden Cass in the midfield, and Carson Stretz, who plays forward. It's just a, uh, a solid team all the way around. They also have a, a young freshman forward, uh, Jason Johnson, whose sister was a senior on this year's Kellum girls team, who we'll get to in a little bit. But just a, just a star-studded lineup for Kellum. and like I mentioned, they are in overtime right now against Hayfield. So we'll see what happens with that in their semifinal match.
3: Yeah, some compelling action. We're talking about Drew D'Amico, he of prepsoccer.com. Follow them on Twitter at 757 underscore HS underscore soccer. They're also on Instagram at 757 underscore HS underscore soccer at 757. Saturday Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's interesting. I got a chance to call the. uh Cox soccer game a month ago when they played Kempsville at the Virginia Beach Sportsplex, and you mentioned about Sam Braydenwood and also Josh Haggerty, and, and Braydenwood's just terrific in there. He's also a great uh, place kicker I know for football, and uh, a little surprised that they weren't um, uh, in front in that game with Princess Sam, but I'm also a little bit surprised, and we'll get to the Class 4 Boys uh, Championship. I want to get your take on that one, too, here, Drew, with Jamestown and Smithfield. Smithfield, one of those teams that took out, obviously, you mentioned Great Bridge and Hickory being strong teams. They got here to the championship with their uh, ability to get through Region 4A, which includes the Wildcats. But I'm a little as good as the girls' soccer scene is, and it's just fabulous across the area, and certainly we think of the Beach District there. I was a little surprised, Drew, that we didn't get, and I know they both lost in the semis, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, first Colonial falling to Independence, Princess Anne falling to Deep Run. I know Cox has got a great program under Michelle Clark over there. We didn't get a, a girls team in the Class 5 final, but did that surprise you at all? Because we have so many good girls teams, we didn't get one through in Class 5, which has always been one of the richer brackets, and obviously Class 6 is the highest division. But that caught me a little bit by surprise there, and we didn't get one even in Class 6 girls, obviously with the uh, what Final Four. It's of Colgan, Oakton, Battlefield, and Madison, I think it is.
0: Yeah, starting out with Class 6, Kellum was, in a couple of various uh, soccer websites, they were ranked number one in the nation, not just in Virginia, but the entire nation. They didn't lose a game until the region final on a last-minute goal by Cosby. Hmm. And then in the state quarterfinals, uh, they didn't concede a goal. They went to overtime 0-0 and ended up going to penalties and losing in penalties. So that was really shocking, uh, Kellum got knocked out last year in the state final and they were, they were the favorite to win it this year. And, and, but they lost in the quarterfinals and and penalties on a zero, zero draw. Uh, But I was fully expecting uh, first colonial and princess Anne to meet in the final today. That's not to take anything away from uh, independence or deep run. Those are two, two strong programs from uh, the Richmond area, but yeah, especially first colonial uh, 2021 20, state champions they also lost one nothing in the state final last year so they only had two losses on the year uh one was to kellum early in the season and then to princess Anne in the region final so princess Anne was on a on a eight game winning streak going into the state final semi-final yesterday i talked to uh i talked to coach james after that game yesterday and he just Basically said they went up against a better team they had a couple injuries that caught up to them but he took nothing away from the other side and just gave them a shout out saying uh, that they were the better squad so gotcha. so good on good on Coach James for for putting that out there uh, then they did lose two deep run and uh, by a score of six nothing so not not the best result for uh, Princess Anne first Colonial lost by a goal to Independence so. Um, if we want to stay on the, on the girls, Matt, there is, there's only one girls team alive in the, uh, seven, five, seven. That's the Lafayette Rams, uh, from the Williamsburg area. That's right. They are the defending class three state champions.
3: They play Brentsville today. Who do they play today? Is it Brentsville at 1230?
0: Yes. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Okay. I think
3: it's Brentsville. If I read correctly at 1230
0: today. Yes. They play Brentsville district. You are correct. Okay. Good deal. So, that that should be a good matchup, and they after winning the state championship last year, they had a, a few uh, high-profile seniors who moved on uh, to the college ranks. But they uh, they backed it up this year, going. They're currently eighteen two and two, uh, only losses to uh, Jamestown and Smithfield, to Class Four powerhouses, and they also drew against uh, Jamestown during the season. But their uh, coach Kelly Ernest has just kept that program at a high level. So their leading scorer this year is a uh, sophomore Taylor Walker who put in 22 goals. Another sophomore C.C. Riggs uh, found the back of that 16 times, and they got some real strength in the back too, with a good mix of uh, senior Jasmine Peugeot, uh, sophomore Kira Moore, and Mandy Lynch playing out of the back. Uh, junior Lexi King scored 15 goals for them this year, and they have a, a strong goalkeeper in. Uh, junior eva fields so but they have they're on a nice little winning streak right now Uh, in the states they've won both of their games two nothing and haven't given up a goal in in five games so looking for lafayette to represent the 757 today and, and get that win so uh keep the uh keep the state championships going here in the in the 757
3: that's right. Make our, our producer extraordinaire, Richie Somerville, a Lafayette crowd, happy there with back-to-back titles for the Rams. we also got another potential Bay Rivers championship in our last 60 seconds or less here with you, Drew, and I'm uh, really looking forward to getting you back on the show again here, hopefully sooner than later. Appreciate the time today. you got Jamestown Smithfield coming up 12:30 on the boys' side. Like I said, in, in a quick little synopsis, give me what uh, you expect in that matchup. <laughs>
0: I expect overtime and penalty kicks, Matt. <laughs> okay. The simple reason, that they have, this will be their fourth meeting this year. The regular season meeting uh was won by uh Jamestown. Smithfield won the region final, but they also played a Bay Rivers district tournament that didn't have a whole lot of meeting that actually went to penalties. So they're they're one one and one on the year this year. So they are evenly matched and that's gonna be that's gonna be a good matchup. And hopefully uh either Smithfield or Jamestown will get that win with Smithfield actually is where the state champs in 2021 in class four so they're looking to get their second championship in three years and Jamestown has a, a storied legacy out there so they have plenty of state titles in their in their trophy case
3: as well yeah, and I know with uh, talking with uh, the coach last week for the uh, Smithfield Times, Jason Henderson at Smithfield, they got a kid who I'm going to butcher his name. You'll have to say me here, Ona Simi Muapu. He's phenomenal for them, I know, for Smithfield. He's just uh, absolutely a terrific player. So uh, check out all the great stuff at prepsoccer.com. Again, follow them on Twitter, 757-HS-soccer. underscore underscore If you're a soccer fan, do yourself a favor, make sure you follow all the great content Drew and his team put out. Thank you so much, Drew. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again soon. All right, thank you, Matt. You got it. That's Drew D'Amico with us giving you the breakdown on all the soccer teams. Boys and gals going for hardware. Hour one in the books, hour two coming up with Michael Kadire. He had a great bridge high in Chesapeake, the MLB All-Star, who's part of the All-Star Challenge, the Tidewater Baseball All-Star Classic, coming up on Monday at ODU. That's coming your way next right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.